What is going on, everybody? This is Tom from Everything But The Camera, back with another episode of, you guessed it, Everything But The Camera, where we talk about photo, video, tech, and a whole bunch more. Just wanted to let you know really quickly, go ahead and check out CameraRigs.com. That's Camera Rigs with a Z on the end and not an S, where you can get everything that you see me wears from the hats to the hoodies to the beanies and the socks and yes there really is socks on there all representing the photo video world and all that you guys are into i personally created all this stuff myself because i wanted something to wear that i thought was cool i was tired of looking at stuff all over the place that just wasn't you know representing what i like to do and so i created this uh camerarigs.com Use code EBTC10 to get 10% off. And yes, we do ship worldwide. Thank you so much and uh, enjoy the show. Today I wanted to talk about something that I get a lot of questions about. And that's how did I get my start in video, photo, tech, all this stuff that I'm into and all this stuff that I do. And that is through skateboarding. Um, To kind of sum up that side of the story, uh, I skateboarded a lot whenever I was younger. I had a lot of friends who, who skateboarded. We would go downtown and just hang out and skate all day. Like it was, it was a thing. It was, was what was cool back then. And I was one of the kids who was, uh, not as talented on the board, but I, I knew how to ride really well. And I had a low center of gravity cause I was a big kid and, uh, they, I ended up just holding a camera for them. And that's really what, what took it off. Uh, my first camera, uh, my mom got me, I was, I think maybe 13 or so whenever she got me this Sony Handycam, um, like little DV tape camera. And really the rest was, was history from there. But uh, moving forward from skateboarding, um, you know, I went to high school. And whenever I got in high school, I, I was taking this class called MediaTek. And MediaTek was a sort of broadcasting slash uh, video like I can't really it, – it's kind of hard to explain because it was a lot. But the main thing that we did was we did the morning announcements for the school. So normally you're supposed to be in the 10th or 11th grade to actually get in that class. But I, I, going into high school, I was like I want to take that class. I want to I want to see what it's like to shoot you know news and things like that. So I ended up talking to the teacher my freshman year and I got into the advanced class because I showed him, you know, some of my skills and my editing and I knew how to use uh, Windows Movie Maker. And he said, um, you know, hey, Tom, with your skill set, Mr. Anthony, shout out Mr. Anthony, RIP Mr. Anthony as well. Um, he told me that with my skill set, I can really take it and create a career for myself. And that's whenever I realized that. I can make money doing this. And it was something that I decided then on that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I mean, now I'm not really doing any, you know, news type stuff. In high school, I did go to a couple competitions where we did a VNR, which is video news reporting. And, you know, I took second place one year. The rest, I didn't really do anything. Um, but that was just putting together a story in a, matter, a short matter of time and then, you know, showing the judges and, you know, things like that. Uh, I think it's important also to, to, to utilize, like, what you have, you know, kind of going off track. It's important to utilize what you have. And if your school... Or, you know, you you have a church or something that has a video department and you're really into video. I think it's important to kind of like push yourself into there and talk to people and tell them, you know, hey, I'm into video or I'm into photo or I'm into this. And, you know, whatever career path you want to choose or you're interested in, you should definitely reach out to people who have access to things like that. Because 
I personally could not afford a camera growing up, and it was a really big deal for my mom to to buy me that. And I actually like no lie, I cried. Like I was like, "Wow, mom, you know, we're we're hurting financially, and you bought me a three hundred dollar or whatever it cost a uh, Sony camera, which I still have today, and I hold that thing dear to my heart. <laughs> I might end up getting a tattoo of it. Who knows? <laughs> but moving forward, uh, whenever I was in high school. Uh, you know, the, the teacher, Mr. Anthony, the guy who, who ended up, you know, teaching me a lot, uh, he ended up passing away. He first, he got sick and then he was gone for a year and then he came back and was there for like a brief moment in time. And then all of a sudden he left again. And then we heard that he had passed away and I was, you know, we were all devastated. You know, all, there was a lot of kids that he really influenced. Uh, uh, not many of them are doing video anymore. I do know one that is, and that's uh, my buddy Aiden more along the lines of like pranks and things like that. But he, he got some of the skill set from him. Uh, he, he knew and understood you know, the basics from Mr. Anthony and that dude really impacted my life. Uh, you know, I, I always told him, you know, thanks. Cause he's one of the first people to, to tell me that my skills were, were not normal. Like he said, I was, I was actually pretty good and I should make money off of this. And he showed me his demo reel. He was, uh, I think he was a newscaster or he was a news reporter, cameraman in El Paso and he worked for ESPN. He did this, he did that. And he was telling me all the avenues that I could take. And my mind just went nuts. You know, that was one of the first times that I I realized that the potential was endless. And part of the reason why I'm still in video and why I love it so much is because you can do different things all the time. And I think that's important to know, especially if you're getting started in this, you know, if you want to do one thing, you can, if you want to do another, you can, but like you can, your job will change every day. Like my job changes every day. You know, granted I do a lot of, um, product promotion stuff right now, but you know, I can end up doing a, a wedding video or I can end up doing a podcast or something like that. Like I can, it's all for the same creative, you know, things, but it's all different. And I really love that about the, the path that I had chose because it's, you know, it's never the same. And that's, that's if you, for people that really know me, I don't like doing the same thing all the time. And so this, this is, you know, exciting for me to be able to change up uh, you know, every other week or something like that. I think like the longest project I've had is maybe a couple months and then I moved on and it's something different. So that's, you know, something that keeps me going. Uh, I didn't really want to touch on that, but I did and that's okay. Uh, so right after high school, I wanted to go to film school. I, I really wanted to go and I was scared to actually leave Texas. I, I have a very small family and we're all really close. And so I was really nervous to, to leave. I wanted to go to LA or, or New York for film school. And, you know, my parents had agreed that, you know, they'll cover half of my college. And so I just had to work off the other half. And I was like, okay, what do I do? You know, I'm out of five, I'm going to be the second uh, kid to go to college. And I was, you know, my other, my brother and I have one brother, three sisters, uh, only the youngest sister and myself, which I'm the youngest kid, even wanted to go to college. And I respect not wanting to go to college now, like now that I have student loans. Um, but I wanted to go to film school and I I had this urge, but I didn't want to leave Texas. So I ended up finding uh, the art Institute of Houston, um, which I toured, but I toured Art Institute of Dallas first. And so a buddy of mine wanted to go for graphic design uh, and photography stuff, and I wanted to go for filmmaking, but we had agreed, let's go together. 
for whatever reason, he didn't end up wanting to go at the end. And so I ended up choosing Art Institute of Houston, which I don't really regret, but I kind of wish I didn't go. Mostly because a lot of the things in any creative space you can learn online now. Uh, I started college back in like late 2009, early 2010, and YouTube was really blowing up with tutorials. The internet was really blowing up with people like, um, I can't remember any names right now, but there was a lot of people that were actually putting out tutorials, putting out tips and tricks. And it's a lot of stuff that I could have, you know, did on my own. And that's why, you know, I'll tell people today, whenever they ask what college should I go to, uh, I tell them if you're in a creative field, whether that's graphic design um, photography, you know, filmmaking, I would recommend learning as much as you can on the internet first. And if you feel like you're not getting anywhere and you need that structure in your life, then absolutely go to college. But if, if you're like myself and you can, you can figure things out on your own, don't go. Of course, if you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, uh, you know, anything that actually really requires, you know, accolades and uh, degrees, then yeah, because I can honestly tell you guys like, and I know that, that a lot of people get angry whenever I say this, but I've never used my degree to get a job. Not one single company has ever asked me, do you have a bachelor's degree? Because I do. And I, you know, nobody's ever asked that it, you know, it looks good on a resume, but whenever you're in the creative field, your resume isn't a regular resume. You, you, you know, create a demo reel with your work. Your work speaks for your, for itself, not your, you know, what college you went to or where you grew up or your financial status. It's your work that really stands out to whatever client or business that you're trying to pitch to. And I think that's something that people should really focus on rather than where they're going to go to college um, in the creative field. Like I said, my sister is actually a, a nurse here in Houston. And, you know, I would not want someone working on me or touching me uh, that, you know, in a hospital uh, like area if, if they didn't go to school for it, you know, I, I'm not going to let them do the whole WebMD stuff because I mean, we all know it, you WebMD, you know, a cut on your leg and all of a sudden, you know, you got a spider bite that's going to like rip your skin out or something like that. Like it's, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> moving forward, uh, I would, I went through college, right? I was in there for three years and I got my bachelor's degree and right out of college, I couldn't find work. So I was shooting music videos um, for like three to $500. And I was doing this maybe every other weekend. So it was getting me some money. And, you know, I ended up uh, actually managing one of the groups that I was shooting their music videos for because I knew photography and I knew, I knew how to make websites and things like that. Just from my own stuff, I wanted to make a demo reel with a website and ended up making a website. It's not, it doesn't exist anymore, but I had my demo reel on a website just so I can show, you know, potential clients and all this and that. Like I was super stoked whenever I got out of, out of college, but there was just no work in Houston at the time. And a lot of the stuff that, that like corporate work, whenever they hire somebody like in a, in a big corporate company, whenever they hire a video guy, those guys retire with it just because there's not too much, uh, you know, work like that. There's not too many career paths uh, that you can stay with one company for your entire life. So it's it's really hard to kind of break in on that aspect. On the commercial aspect, though, the oil and gas stuff and, you know, the, the sports teams and all that, that is where 
you know, I've seen a lot of filmmaker friends of mine and photographer friends of mine here in Houston uh, really strive and, you know, make a make a real living off of it. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I have a buddy named Ryan Nguyen. He's a colorist and a DIT here in Houston. And he actually just stays busy with DIT work, uh, some coloring stuff. And then you know, he ended up opening up his own office and stuff. And I'm super proud of him. Uh, Ryan, if you're listening, I am really proud of you, like, seeing – you go from from college to to what you're what you're doing today, and the guy stays busy. Uh, I think it's a testament to to say that you know if you really find your niche and you're really good at something and you're hardworking, you can you know excel because the guy's getting work from L.A., Atlanta, uh, all over the place, and he's you know he's flying out to different cities to do DIT work, which says a lot about him because you know they they have a million other people that can do DIT work, but they want him so. It's it's really good, uh, and then you once you get to to know people on set, people start spreading the word about your work and what you can do. Then you just keep getting more gigs. So it's like a big referral based thing. I kind of got off a little bit about, on Ryan. Uh, sorry, Ryan, didn't mean to 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 talk too much about you. But out of college, not too much work. That's what I was on. There wasn't too much work for me. I wasn't skilled enough. Honestly, I, I know I wasn't skilled enough. I wasn't the best music video director. I wasn't the best editor. Um, the, the further I got, I realized I need to play on my my skill sets. And that was, you know, camera operating and directing. I ended up getting really good at that. And I, I love camera operating. I love getting my hands dirty. I love, I love doing grip work, too. I love sweating and, you know, setting up stuff and creating a rig out of nothing and using C-stands to, to get a camera up overhead, you know, back in, back in, you know, the mid two thousands, not where we are today. Now, like everybody makes mounts to do different things, you know, that ever since they've, they've adapted and they realize that, you know, filmmakers are looking for certain things and other filmmakers create it. And that's, that's really cool. But just even a few years ago, there wasn't some of the, the equipment that we have today, like gimbals. Whenever I started, there wasn't gimbals that, that we know today. There was steady cams, which was really cool. But also really complicated if you had no idea what you were doing. And a lot of people get a steady cam and think that they're gonna automatically, you know, be good at it. But it's actually really hard. <laughs> steady cams look easy, but it's actually really hard to set one up and balance it properly. I see a lot of people in this game not balancing their steady cams properly, and then they're ended up just walking around holding the bottom of it, wondering why it's leaning to one side or the other. And I just, I. I want to help them, but I can't because they're so confident in themselves that they believe that they're doing something right. Anyways, um, <laughs> I ended up managing this group for a little bit, and that taught me some some management skills. I ended up booking them a bunch of gigs and things like that, and that brought more light towards uh, my music video and my photography. Then I started getting photography gigs uh, left and right, and in the midst of all this, I had another college friend that he – he sort of uh, took me under his wing a bit because he was a lot better at editing than me. And he, he kind of showed me some stuff and we ended up doing like competitions together, like a 24 hour contests to shoot, you know, a, a drama and this and that. And like through all that, it was, it was all learn. I was learning, you know, more and more skills. I got to the point where I am today because of the contests and the, and the different things that I joined with friends and, you know, going out and talking to people and learning new tips and tricks from not only people, not only on set, but also on the internet. And uh, I, I'm emphasizing the internet because 
it's still there today. Like some of the stuff that I learned is still, you know, big videos like, you know, Adobe Premiere tutorials that I watched, you know, five years ago are still big today and they're only getting bigger and the tutorials are only getting more and more advanced. People like Peter McKinnon have came out and I honestly think that's why he blew up so much is because he did it so well. He did very, very good tutorials that, you know, I was like, man, that, and I know everybody that's listening probably saw that, uh, eight, camera tricks in one in two minutes or five minutes or something like that. Whenever I saw that, that blew me away. Granted, I knew about four of them or three of them that I I had done myself. Uh, but I was like, man, this guy's got some skills. This guy had, he had Peter McKinnon had no YouTube following, no any following. And as soon as that popped off, he just started blowing up. And then I remember seeing Casey Neistat, you know, uh, talk about him and then boom, just million, and, and doing well. Like, I, I'm so happy for the guy. Uh, and if you really know his backstory, it's pretty insane. If you don't, go check him out. Uh, learn learn his backstory a bit. It's actually really cool. Um, after all the management stuff, the, the group broke up. And I was like, man, you know, I want to get married. Uh, <laughs> so I, I needed something to do. You know, this was 2000. I graduated in 2014. 2015... Uh, I was actually working as an electrician um, with my mom. My mom's a foreman uh, with a company, and she had gotten me a gig, and I was working that, and I was talking to everybody. No, actually, that was after high school. Yeah, I'm confusing my own life, guys. Sorry. (laughs) After college, I ended up working for a company called ICANN, which is a which is a company that manufactures and OEMs, um, filmmaking equipment, let's say. So they do their own lights, they do their own monitors, but they also slap their, their label on other people's stuff too, which is okay. Everybody knows. Um, it's not a secret. Uh, I, there is a lot of things that I learned from that company though. Whenever I got in there, I was, you know, 23 or something like that. I think I was like 23. I was there a couple of years. I got in, uh, I, in sales and there was somebody there uh, that he, he taught me a lot. He, you know, he taught me uh, how to sell better, how to talk about the gear. I mean, granted, I already knew a lot about gear just from shooting a lot. And I, that's what they were looking for as far as a salesperson. Me personally, I wanted to go into the video department, like the marketing department, so to shoot all the videos and stuff. But they said there wasn't an opening. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to work my way into that. So I get into this company called ICANN. And... Uh, I start doing sales. I start doing well. And, you know, the, the manager then had left and some, this other guy took over who were actually still friends today. Um, he took over. And then whenever he left, he, the, you know, they kind of passed it along to me. So I ended up being, you know, being a sales manager at 24 years old, uh, managing people that were a, a lot older than me. And I, I ended up, you know, doing some sweet deals closing, um, a, a European international distribution, uh, chain, an Australian distribution chain, uh, and, um, United, uh, Arab Emirates. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, I ended up doing like a middle Eastern, uh, distribution deal. Um, and then a New York distribution deal. Like there was all these deals that I ended up like striking with these people. Um, and you know, things were going really well. Uh, and then this is right around the time I started everything but the camera Um, because I didn't want to go to the marketing department because 
I knew that there was a fast turnaround with it. You know, if, if sales weren't doing too good, they would blame the marketing. If marketing wasn't doing too good, which there's no, it's super hard to, to, to kind of tell if marketing is doing good. So pretty much I just saw people getting fired, uh, on the marketing side, the video side. And I, I didn't want that. I wanted stability. I wanted to get married and all this stuff. So I was really trying to adapt to everything that was going on around me. And I, I, I kind of squeezed my way into the marketing a little bit, uh, trying to influence it a little bit. And that's, you know, like I said, that's whenever I started everything with the camera. Once I had closed all these deals, I was doing all this stuff and I was super like stoked and excited for the way that I wanted to market. You know, I started this one account. I started doing it the way I wanted to because I was paying attention because I was around so many different brands. I would go to trade shows all the time. I was traveling a lot. I ended up living in LA for ICANN uh, for like three or four months. You know, it was, it was awesome. And all the while I'm planning my wedding, there's a whole bunch going on. It's a kind of a really, really long story. And I know one day I'll kind of go in, go into it after college into detail more um, because the before part is sort of quick and easy. This part is where it really gets, crazy. Um, in the middle of all this, everything but the camera starts popping off, uh, starts blowing up. I get maybe like 5,000 followers, but really fast. And then I ended up getting 10,000 followers. And then I ended up getting, uh, I, there's no better way of saying it, but I ended up getting fired from ICANN, uh, for a conflict of interest, uh, (laughs) which meant that, uh, pretty much, my everything but the camera account and what it was doing at the time was a conflict of interest for ICANN, which I, you know, I have no hard feelings for, for anybody over at ICANN or anybody. I actually still talk to the owner, uh, love the guy. Uh, his name's can, uh, if you, if you wouldn't believe the company was named, I can, um, but still friends with the owner, uh, really cool guy. He, we, we actually talked like maybe a week ago, uh, he was just asking me how I've been, what I've been doing. I uh, told him I've been traveling, this and that. And he's like, man, you know, you're having fun. You're living life. Uh, you know, just have kids now. And so uh, that's, you know, all the people that I talk to now just tell me to have kids. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm an adult. Not older. I'm 28. But anyways, um, whenever I had left there, there was uh, a buddy of mine who I had worked with at ICANN. He left, you know, maybe a year ago. He contacted me. And told me that he was starting a company called Modus, which they made cages. He asked me if I can help start the company with him. He already had designs. He already had everything. He just needed to put together videos and do marketing and this and that. So this is right around that time where everything with the camera was still blowing up. And he had asked if I can, you know, run his marketing and run his sales. Through the connections that I've made in the past uh, with ICANN and a couple other things that I was doing, um, I knew exactly to do, I knew exactly how to do what he needed and which was, you know, create distribution, make sales and, you know, create marketing plans and things like that. And that's what we ended up doing. Um, in the end, uh, you know, I ended up going with a different company, um, just because it was a better fit at the time. And, you know, I ended up going for a distributor, uh, you know, I ended up work, working with a distributor and they, we're distributing modus, but I made sure to give that guy the hookup and get him into this distributor, uh, that gets him into everywhere. And now, you know, this distributor is doing a whole bunch of stuff, Best Buy, B and H, Amazon, Adorama, all of that, all the, all the familiar outlets that you're used to. Um, and I was, you know, I was 
privy to this. I knew everything that was going on, so I knew it was going to be a better fit for me to go there. So I can not only do it for one company, I can do it for 20 companies. And so I was doing marketing and sales for these guys, traveling a whole bunch, and I was you know, going around uh, talking to different camera stores. And throughout the years, um, I realized that once you talk to one camera store – you talk to another and you see them at trade shows and you see all these people at, at, like from Sony, from Canon, from Nikon. Once you see all these people at trade shows, they recognize you and they want to talk to you. And then once people started realizing that everything but the camera was, was doing well and you know, cam- that's when I started camera rigs too around this time uh, just to see if I could do it again. And camera rigs now is way bigger than my everything but the camera account. But I just – everything but the camera is my, my, my baby. Camera rigs was my, my first experiment, which I ended up falling in love with. And then Camera Rigs 2 was another thing. And then right around this time is whenever I turned everything but the camera into a company, uh, which led me to to leave the distributor because I wanted to move towards basically offering marketing help and video creation, content creation, and making people's gear popular. Uh, and I knew how to do it because I had done it with several other companies and I saw how they did it before me. And I, I recognized, you know, where they were doing things wrong and, you know, how to change things. And that, you know, really, I, that gave me so much, so many skills along the years and so many insights on what to do and what not to do that I was like, there's no reason for me not to create a company of my own to do this. And now, you know, getting, you know, fast forward to now, uh, granted, I'm skipping a lot of details, which is why I, you know, I just want to make this podcast a little bit shorter because this would be an hour and a half if I really talked about it all. But cutting cut, cutting from ICANN to now, uh, I learned a bunch of skills, turned it into a company, and now I actually offer you know social media management for companies, for brands trying to come into America. Um, for you know, I, I offer content creation. Uh, over the years, I've, I've actually networked with a lot of influencers. And for those of the influencers that are actually listening to me, they know the conversations that we, that we had behind the curtain, kind of talking about, you know, once I get certain things and close certain deals, we're going to work together to, to sort of promote brands and make money together. Because that's ultimately, you know, what I want to do is I want to create this network of my friends, not just influencers. I understand that influence does mean uh, power or influence over the market, but I mean, I have it too. I get all the same questions that they get. I, I do all the same things that they do, but I know the behind the scenes and that's where it, I, I, I really shine is behind the scenes, talking to these companies, talking to the managers, the owners and things like that. And a lot of them I know now, um, I've been hooked up with DJI, with a bunch of other companies. You know, I've, I've done a lot of things and I've been a lot of places. And through all that, I took all the experiences and turned it into what I have today and what I run today. And if there's any companies, you know, listening, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pushing a million plus uh, impressions per week. You know, I, I figured it out, you know, <laughs> in, a, in a way, in a big way, I figured it out, which led me to want to write this book about, you know, the, not necessarily my life, but the marketing, uh, that I, that I do that makes things different than everyone else. Uh, because obviously it's working. I'm still here today after, you know, I think it's like two and a half years, three years of of everything but the camera. I'm still here today. I'm still doing it, you know, and it's, it's fun. It's what I love to do. 
Um, I honestly wouldn't have it any other way because you know what? My wife and I got to travel. Uh, we traveled the whole United States. We went over to uh, Israel, Spain, Germany. You know, I spent like in the past year and a half, I've probably been on the road, like away from home for about nine months. So like I've only been home maybe six months. No, no. I think like 10 months of 10 months. I've been on the road. So five, five, I was doing the United States a whole month. I was doing, um, the other side of the world. Uh, and then in between, I was back and forth between New York, LA, uh, and things like that. And that was, that was a lot. Um, I've done a lot of stuff guys. Like I, I think that People don't really realize that, and for those of you who are listening all the way into this part of the podcast, I thank you for for continuing to listen, Um, but that's something that I want to share more of is how I got started, how I got where I am today, and then the stuff that I've learned because ultimately – I want to inspire other people to actually get out and do this, to, to get out and be bold, not be afraid to, to sit at home and, 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 uh, just work your ass off, uh, or, or sit at a park and record a unboxing like I've done. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of things and I've been in a lot of places and I want to share that and I want people to do the same, uh, if that's what they want to follow. If it's not, and if you want to do like a normal nine to five, then absolutely, I applaud you because everybody needs to find their own place. And once you find your own place and you're comfortable, then that's good. Me personally, I'm never comfortable. I don't ever want to stop in one place and do things. I mean, I I spent so much time in the in the entrepreneurial space that I was like, I'm never going back to a regular nine to five. I couldn't. I could not ever work for anybody, and that's why I had to start my own company because. Yes, I'll work with clients and yes, I'll do work for somebody, but I'm going to work with them, not for them. I know I just said I'm going to work work for somebody, but it's going to be client work. It's not going to it's going to be stuff that I choose to do, not stuff that somebody's making me do, you know, and, and that's that's where the power is held um with what I do is because you know, it, it I choose to I choose what I what I want to shoot. I choose what companies I work with. And if they don't want to work with me, that's fine. You know, I've had a lot of companies, you know, tell me no. And that's, that's understandable. And I I tell them, okay, you know, please keep me in mind kind of thing. I go to trade shows all the time and I talk to all these, these new brands that are coming out. And just because I'm trying to, you know, build up my business, I talk to brands and I do stuff like that. And, you know, I get a lot of no's. I think that's something to, that people shouldn't be afraid of is is hearing no, you know, I've, I've been told no, a million times with like clients been told a million times no because of budget restraints with music videos and things like that and i just move on uh for those of you that want to do what i do definitely ask ask in the right way don't ask me for you know for free stuff uh <laughs> i'm not going to give it to you i'll sell you something but i'm not going to give you anything free because you know what i didn't get anything free uh, I had to work a couple years, you know, building what I built to then reach out to companies and provide something for them in return that was worth something. So, you know, yeah, I got stuff sent to me, you know, the company's like, Hey, we like what you're doing. Let me send you this. So they send me stuff and I post about it and I create it. But, you know, I, everything that I've built, the social media following the influence, everything, gives back to them. So that's, that's the value. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to change the stigma 
of influencers working for free stuff, uh, just like literally working for free stuff. Because if you think about it, advertising agencies pay for advertising. What are they doing whenever you post on their account? They're getting free advertising. They're giving you a product and you're, you're posting about it. So I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to use everything about the camera to not only get myself paid and make a living, but also to get other influencers in this field space a, a chance to make a living off of it because it's hard, guys. It's really hard. And it took me years to get to the point where I'm at. And, you know, I'm going to wrap it up right now. But if there's anybody that's an influencer out there, and when I say influencer, I want you to really think about it. Are you someone who people are constantly asking you about gear and about, you know, how you did this, how you did that? If you're an influencer out there, reach out to me um, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I don't really get on Twitter too much. Uh, I don't really like it. But reach out to me and I would love to help you. Um, for those of the people that are listening that have no following and want to be an influencer, uh, I am going to be coming out with a book. I don't know when it's something that has been in the works for maybe almost a year now. Um, I have the outline. I, it's going to be something that's going to kind of break it down for you guys. It's going to break it down for, for anybody who wants to actually build a following, but a real following with real followers, not bought like people or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be something that you're going to be able to, to take, utilize and rinse and repeat. Cause I've done it with three accounts and I've turned it into a company now and I'm, you know, doing everything that I can. And by no means, by no means do I consider myself successful, but I know that I have found some success in what I'm doing. Um, I just want to let people know that because I, I, I absolutely know, like I'm not a millionaire. I'm not making a billion dollars or I'm not, you know, a, a Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not, you know, I don't have that, but I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to, to build this company out to something that really means something, giving back using, but through education, giving back to, to people who, who want this lifestyle and, and, you know, teaching them because that's what I want to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is about it, guys. Uh, I got to go. I got to go get planning um, for a couple video shoots. Uh, as I mentioned before on my Instagram, I'm going to be working on a documentary with a buddy of mine. Um, if you don't follow me uh, and you just found this by accident, definitely check out Everything But The Camera on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, same thing as Camera Rigs. And if you're looking for an awesome hoodie, hat, beanie, um, or wall art or a pillow that represents some video photo life stuff, check out camerarigs.com. It's camerarigs with a Z, not an S. And uh, use code EBTC10 at checkout to get 10% off. And yes, once again, worldwide shipping. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, keep on shooting.